Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse's Sweet 16 run and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Andrew Cowie, and our guest today is Gonzaga beat writer Jim Behan from the Spokesman Review. Jim, thanks so much for coming on the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. Jim, I want to get you started on this one. I say 2015-16 Gonzaga basketball. You say what? Give me a quick snapshot of this year's team. Uh, just about uh, the craziest season they've had in a long time. You know, most of these seasons, uh, they've kind of had a fairly smooth path to the NCAA tournament this year. It's been all over the map. They got beat early. Uh, they had a big injury early, losing their center, Shemek Karnowski, who's kind of a force at both ends of the floor and really took a lot of time for them to adjust and so they had to win the WCC essentially to uh, punch their ticket to get into the NCAA and that's exactly what they did, they they beat Portland they beat uh, BYU in the semifinals and then they beat St. Mary's in the championship and that kind of knocked St. Mary's out of the NCAA tournament and uh, so they kind of uh, caught fire at the right time and were able to bring that momentum into the first round where they uh, won a couple of games rather easily in Denver over the weekend. Jim, two weeks ago, if you had told me Syracuse was going to play in the Sweet 16, I would have laughed you out of the room. Were Gonzaga fans feeling the same way about their team? Well, might not have laughed you out of the room, but there would have been a, a lot of skepticism because they just hadn't uh, hadn't been able to finish out close games. They had not been able to beat the better teams on their schedule. And it kind of went on and on, and uh, they took some hard lessons, and, and something finally kicked in. Uh, I think the guards started playing with a lot more confidence. Uh, all three of the starting guards and then Silas Nelson off the bench has been huge for them the last month. Uh, and when that happened, uh, the bigs got even better, Sabonis and Wiltshire. I think they felt a little less pressure to carry everything, to score every basket, and uh, they started trusting each other a little better, and, and the offense got rolling, and, and along with that, their defense has been uh, uh, pretty good for uh, the last month as well, and, and seems to be getting better. I mean, they held Seton Hall to 52, they held Utah to 59. Uh, those are two pretty potent teams, so uh, the fact that they, they just uh, meshed everything together and have now done it for a string of seven straight wins and, and probably six of those of a pretty good clubs 
uh, I think has them feeling pretty confident now. Jim, I remember Arvidas Sabonis playing with the Portland Trailblazers, and now his son, DeMontis, who you just mentioned, has posted two straight double-doubles against Seton Hall in Utah. What's allowed him to be so dominant? Well, he played last year about 20, 21 minutes a game, and that was basically because they had the three bigs then. They had Wilcher and they had Karnowski, so they rotated those guys through, kept their minutes in the you know mid to low 20s, all three of them were fresh. All three of them could endure foul trouble, and uh, it was a perfect situation. It was one of the better front courts in the country, and that's what they were looking forward to this year. But uh, when when Shemek went down, Wilcher's numbers went to about 32, 33 minutes, and Domus, his numbers went to 31 or 32 uh, per game. A lot of games they're playing mid-30s or higher. And so naturally his numbers are going to go up, but uh, this kid – is a relentless rebounder, a very physical presence. He's he's uh, he doesn't mind banging in there. He likes the physical game, and he's expanded his offense a great deal from a year ago. Uh, was mostly left-handed, and that's still his primary move. But he can go to the right hand. You, you might have seen him against Utah hit the trail three on the break. He hits his free throws. He's probably upper 70 percentile in the in the free throws. Uh, and he's a kid who's in the gym every night. They, they finish practice. He does his homework. He gets a bite to eat. He takes a nap. That's his, his uh, thing. You've got to get a nap in every day. And then he hits the gym at night. And I'll guarantee you, with Syracuse, he's looking at Syracuse's defense, what they do, and he is working on those moves specific to the game. That's just the kind of kid he is. It's, I think, uh, been bred into him by his dad, who... Uh, watches every game uh, via computer and I think they Snapchat or FaceTime or whatever it is uh, uh, FaceTime I guess or, or Facebook whatever on uh, where they can talk to each other and uh, when you get pointers from a, a guy like that you take him to heart and uh, DeMontis certainly has put in the time to get better all the way around Jim I also really like what I saw from Eric McClellan 22 points in the route over Utah really impressed with his defense on Isaiah Whitehead and the Zags win over Seton Hall yeah, he's he has come by a great deal over the last half of the season. Uh, one of those three guards that were really struggling to hit outside shots, to take care of the ball, uh, you know, and to provide a scoring punch for the first couple months of the season. Uh, but Eric has uh, he's a pretty special athlete. He can run. He can uh, get up and down the floor as fast as, uh, as anybody they've had in a long time. Um, but he stuck with it. And here in the last six, seven weeks, he's been a very consistent scorer. He's been a, a pretty good three-point shooter. He can get to the rim. He's got great quickness. And he's the, the best on-ball defender they have. They put him on usually the best perimeter guy. Uh, the other day it was Whitehead, and, and uh, Silas Nelson will be the other guy you'll see uh, guarding the top perimeter. Uh, but Eric's done a very nice job with those guys. He played well against uh, Utah's backcourt. Uh, you can look up the numbers there. They did virtually nothing in that game, which, uh, you know, sometimes when you zero in on one guy like a Whitehead or like uh, Jakob Pertle from Utah, somebody else rises up and gets one of your 25 or a couple other guys get, get going. That didn't happen. So uh, Eric's played well individually and, and just in general. Their defense has gotten very good at covering for each other and helping each other out, and, and they're driving numbers down for their opponents. 
Jim, we'll get you out of here on this one. Give me your key matchup for this game. Well, <laughs> from Syracuse, then obviously it'll be the effectiveness of the two-three zone. How that uh, you know how that works against Gonzaga's offense. I know these teams played probably five years ago in the NCAA. They covered that game. It was a mismatch. Uh, Syracuse won by 22, I want to say. And the guards, the Zags guards did not hit shots. They did have a little success inside with a couple of their big guys. Got on the glass and were able to get some buckets inside. But you know, 65 points for them. I think they shot around 15% from three. Uh, there's no way that's going to work. So I, I think Zags guards are going to be forced to, at some point to make shots. And if they can do that, and maybe they can bring uh, Wilcher into the high post where he's you know, capable of a high-low action or hitting that shot or, or uh, starting to break down the defense from that point. Uh, you know, they might be able to, uh, to put up some numbers and, and the way they're guarding, uh, you know, it might be enough to, to beat Syracuse. But that's, that's kind of the key. You probably hear that every time you ask uh, how people try to deal with that zone defense because uh, I watched it against Middle Tennessee and, uh, they're, they're just so long and quick and block shots and uh, you know they, they really uh, don't think anybody runs it quite like they do and uh, the Zags know what they're what they're up against they've just got to figure out a way to, to try to break it down and get some points on the board Jim thanks so much for coming on again Jim Meehan Gonzaga basketball beat writer for the Spokesman Review that's spokesman.com Follow Jim on Twitter at SRJim, that's with two M's, S-R-J-I-M-M. Jim, again, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you soon. No problem. Thank you. Great stuff from my friend Jim, and I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Senior College Basketball Analyst and 2003 National Champion, Andrew Cowie. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Wes? I'm doing well, Andrew, and so is the Syracuse basketball team. I was talking to Jim about this a little earlier, but two weeks ago, did you see Syracuse playing in the Sweet 16? You know, I think, uh, I know we've talked in the past, uh, especially when it comes to Syracuse in the tournament, um, when a team, if a team isn't exceptional, um, like we've been in, in, in some years, it's really about matchups for them because their 2-3 zone is so unique, and if they just get some the right matchups for them, it's really difficult to play against um, that 2-3 zone if you're just not used to it. And I was a little worried when they got Dayton just because of um, what happened a couple years ago. You know, the coach is familiar with the zone and everything. So that worried me a little bit. Um, but they just got they, they just got hot in that second half, and Dayton just went on a cold streak that, you know, you don't think of. And um, and then yesterday, you know, the second game against Middle Tennessee State, that was just – I mean, not only they're a 15 seed, but you're asking a team like that to, you know, on a one-day turnaround, you know, play that 2-3 zone, and it's it's not easy. It is difficult to play um, when you don't really have time to prepare for and not, and not used to it. Andrew, I know you just talked about matchups, but has there been any improvement on Syracuse since they lost 5 of 6 to close the season? I think in, for for this year's team, it, it's kind of a matchup situation. And we, we talked the first time, I think the first time we talked, uh, podcast about what we're seeing from the Syracuse team. You know, I brought up how it's going to be an up and down. They're they're good enough in terms of talent wise and shooting ability that they can get high. But when you're a jump shooting team, um, you're going to have nights where it's just cold nights, and if you r- run into 
uh, kind of a good defensive matchup team, especially in the league when teams are used to playing and they kind of know they can prepare. They know kind of, you know, they know what Abinijay's tendencies are. They know what Malachi's tendencies are. It's a little bit harder. It's harder to score. Um, but we got hot in, in two good games, and then, the, you know, the defense, um, you know, did its job in terms of um, making it difficult for the opposing team. So I think this year's team, it, it was it was definitely a matchup situation. I know I've talked to Bayheim in the past. I remember when they made the last Final Four run, and we were talking to, talking uh, after that after that year, and he even mentioned me. He goes, "We, you know, we got we got some really good matches. We got teams that they're never used to playing against the zone. They were they didn't really know what to do, and they weren't prepared." Andrew, let's look forward at Syracuse's game against Gonzaga now. A guy like DeMontis Sabonis, as dominant a big man in college basketball as there is right now, how does Coach Beheim adjust? How does Coach Beheim stop him? So this, this matchup worries me a lot um, because of Sabonis. Um, I think you know he is someone who's not just a, a 6, 11, 6, 10, 6 you know, big guy. He's, he's a smart player. He's a great distributor of the ball, great footwork, just intelligent movement, knows how to find open space. And that that worries me when it comes to the zone because you know he can pop up at the at the free throw line he can post up real quick um, so I'm I am definitely worried about this game you know it kind of reminds me a little bit of a kind of a Troy Murphy at Notre Dame maybe not as good as kind of mid range shooter but um, same intelligent movement um, you know can make good passes can kick out to the wings so I think it, it, I think it, you can look at it two ways you could kind of if the bonus gets the ball in the middle, you kind of just let the center play one on one from from a defensive standpoint and kind of shut down the other guys and let Sabonis get his, or you try to just kind of shrink the zone. And what's going to happen is you're going to leave yourself open to a lot of uh, perimeter shots. And if Gonzaga gets hot, then then we're in some trouble. Okay, Andrew, prediction time. Who you got, Syracuse or Gonzaga? Well, I, while I'm very nervous about this matchup, I'm always going to be biased and, and go with the cues. Uh, so hopefully, um, hopefully we, we find the right strategy. Uh, it's it's tough having Mark Few. You know, he's a great coach at Gonzaga. He's going to have four to five days to prepare for the zone, and, and I'm sure they're working you know working on it all day. So I'm going to still go with cues, but it's uh, I'm definitely a, a bit worried about this game. Andrew, staying loyal, picking the cues. I like it. Andrew, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Uh, my closing thoughts um, to the Syracuse fans. You know, when I think we're the second game, looking at the first uh, first game that's played. You know, it's kind of like who do we want to play? I would actually prefer to play Virginia, even though uh, they're familiar with us and we're familiar with them. Uh, Iowa State is another team that worries me in terms of a matchup uh, with Niang. Uh, I think he's just type same type of player that could really hurt our zone. So I'm actually going to be rooting for uh, Virginia in that game. Boy, that really is pick your poison there, Andrew. But makes sense on Virginia. Andrew, my closing thoughts are on the women's basketball team. A 76-59 to win over Albany on Saturday, propelling them to the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history. That program has come a long way. I just want to congratulate Coach Q and company for an amazing season. That's it for us for Andrew Cowie. This is Wes Chang reminding you that if I owned a bookstore, I would make all the mystery novels hard to find. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.